This is the Inspiration Science Podcast, your guiding podcast on evolving your own science in life to holistically strive. We believe there is no general way of living and healing, but your universal way. You succeed the highest when you do you. On this podcast, we'll dive into deep conversations on mental health and aligning purpose to business for enlightening harmony in life. I'm your host, Osin June. Welcome everyone back to the Inspiration Science Podcast. I'm so excited to welcome my today's guest. Her name is Gina Travelina, and as the Instagram handle already says, she did travel around the world so many places and she already, she still does because um, what they do, Gina and her partner, Eduardo, they, they're helping people with credit funding so they have more leverage to make more impact, more money. They can lift their passion and still live the lifestyle they want. So Credit 2 Million is helping entrepreneurs to discover like possibilities of the U.S. credit system. So they get 100K to 300K plus in just one round of funding, which is really insane to leverage other people's money so they can still scale their business towards more freedom. And today we're going to hear from Gina some of her experiences, how she started as an entrepreneur, the mindset to that, and how that is also possible for you if you're an entrepreneur or someone who just seeks to, you know, have that lifestyle while living your freedom. So thank you so much, Gina, for coming on today. How are you doing? Hi, everyone. I'm doing amazing. I'm so excited to be on your podcast and we met actually on a on networking event with Ozin. And yes, it was it was a long journey. <laughs> the the journey I'm currently in Miami. And a little bit about myself. I'm originally from Hungary. I used to live in, in Austria, Vienna. And like most of us, probably I had a corporate job. And one day I decided to, to quit because I was sick, you know, of being in the in the hamster wheel. And I was thinking there's something more to life. And yes, I decided to quit my job, sell my furniture, and I applied to the working holiday visa in Australia. Because my my goal was actually to to travel, but also to figure out how to make money online. So that was the first stepping stone of my entrepreneurship I was back four years ago already time flies (laughs) and and before actually going to Australia I traveled to Thailand with my best friend and that's where I met my partner Eduardo (laughs) and it's it's it was amazing because um he also quit his job he was working in oil and gas before and it was the perfect timing because he was also seeking to start working online mm-hmm. and then we tra- he traveled with us and we went to Australia traveling and I don't know we just started to work together from the beginning which was <laughs> and then we had some some other businesses like our first business was an Airbnb business in Miami that's how we we actually started to now we live in Miami but it we were traveling a little bit before and and yeah so we started to do the Airbnb business and then COVID happened Mm -hmm. and then 
you know, we were transitioning more to an online business. And shortly, we, we started to realize the, the credit system and the opportunities in the United States are so amazing, like compared to other countries, like I, I'm from Europe, in European credit system is completely different. And also the, the entrepreneur mindset. Mm -hmm. And Eduardo is from Colombia, he lived in Canada. And we realized, wow, there's so much possibilities in the United States. And our mission is really to, to help entrepreneurs, immigrants, U.S. residents to, to build businesses and leverage with U.S. credit because they, mm -hmm. we can get them like hundred dollars to $300,000 with one round of funding, which can help them to scale their business. And, and that's really our, our passion and, and mission to educate people. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, I see Eduardo always sharing amazing screenshots, like like another funding of like 200K, 300K. Students of you guys are crushing it. And that's so amazing. And you know, you mentioned that America has so much like big opportunities and that you believe in the American dream. I'm curious to know how does the American dream like look like to you and what really inspired you to specifically help people in funding, you know, credit funding? Okay, to be honest, as you can see from my handle, Gina Travelina, I love traveling. Eduardo loves traveling too. So how we got to credit was we wanted to figure out how to travel for free mm -hmm. with, or for the fraction of the cost. And then we were seeing like, wow, there are so many options even for tra travel credit card with the reward points. And then we started to go deeper and we realized, yeah, traveling is a is a it's a lifestyle and it's a byproduct, but you still have to build a business. And and by building a business, you can even combine it together. Mm -hmm. You you have an online business, but you can still travel. So that was that was even my goal at the start of my journey, you know, to figure out how how I can travel and still mm -hmm. make money. Wow, that's amazing. And you guys are doing it. So it's an example, you know, like if you keep going, that there is always a way to do that. And, you know, when it comes to credit funding, I think a lot of people, they have a mindset that having debt is bad. People are scared to leverage like fundings, credit fundings. So what is one of the most common misconceptions or limiting beliefs people have around credit funding? Yeah, I think the limiting belief starts with the money mindset. Uh, I'm even coming from Europe, you know, I always heard, or I don't even think my parents had credit cards, you know, we paid everything with cash, and that money or debt is bad. And even my dad was telling me growing up, even if you, you don't own an, an apartment or a house until you paid your debt off. And I'm like, that's not like that. <laughs> now I now I understand, but I think even for Eduardo coming from a South American country, that the mindset is even deeper to pay with cash and people are scared to even get credit cards. And I I can say like you can leverage US credit um if you know how to use it. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you shouldn't get like credit cards or funding to buy luxury items or you know invest in something which will make you money and 
we truly believe the best investment and the best way to leverage credit is to invest in your own business. Because mm -hmm. even if you, for example, like planning to, to run Facebook ads and you got just two times ROI, mm -hmm. you already made more money than before and without using your own money. Mm -hmm. So I think, I think the mindset comes really from, from our parents, society, culture, also depends where you grow up. But in most of the, most of the countries, that's the mindset. Yeah. You have to pay in cash. It's like the hamster wheel. Don't, don't go into debt. And, and yeah, credit is not even a topic, I think in, in households or with parents and kids. Mm -hmm. And even in the US, you know, kids turn 18 and they get a credit score, but but they don't really know what to do with it or how to build a credit score. And I think I think that would be a topic to teach kids when they, you know, turn 18, how mm -hmm. to how to build a score and even managing money. Yeah. No, I, I love that you raise awareness about that because I think a lot of people, they are they don't have the education about that. So they don't know. And a lot of other people who are not properly educated, they think that's not the thing. So, you know, could you tell us some examples of like the impact of credit funding, like some of your own experiences, like what's really the transformation people can get through that and maybe other student examples um, of that? Yeah. For example, our... We have also very young students. We have uh, all different ages, but our 23-year-old students um, started with $200,000 in credit. And now he has over $1.3 million in credit and funding. And he was able to build a business and, and leverage it. And we, we love to work with young people because they have still that passion, you know, they they haven't gone through too many challenges yet mm -hmm. and they just go with it. I think once we grow a little older, we get, you know, a little more skeptical or there's more doubt in it, but definitely he was, he was able to make it in just a very short amount of time. I think it was two, between two, three months after mm -hmm. finishing our, our program and yeah, we, we we have a full program, but we also do funding for people who doesn't want to do it themselves, like busy, busy entrepreneurs or mm -hmm. business owners. Wow, that's amazing. And that's insane that, the you know, that you could like leverage so much credit, like going through that. And you also mentioned before, it's really important to use it properly, like not to like buy just like luxury items and things, but things that puts again money in your pocket. What do you think is one of the powerful mindset to adopt and the things to know before starting with credit funding? Yeah, as I said before, I think the best investment is in you, like in your business. Like even if you, we, we invested really heavily on business coaches, probably we spent like over 200K just on business consulting. Um, then, then also if you put onto Facebook ads, but you have to have a good strategy for that because that's not easy either. First, investing before investing in Facebook ads, I would suggest you know to have the organic part on point, and 
And yeah, real estate, for example, is a long-term game. Like we work with a lot of real estate investors who need funding or credit to buy properties, or even if they do flipping, they need to buy material mm -hmm. and they can leverage the bank's money to get ahead and get more properties. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, I think it, it gives so much of a variety of how people use the money and different type of entrepreneurs. So that's a cool thing with the whole credit funding. You know, another thing is that you mentioned that you're in the business, like you take over, especially the marketing and the operations, the back end system, which is so important as well. And I think a lot of people, they focus a lot of heavily on the front end, but have such a huge mess at the back end. So for yourself, what's been some of the experiences that you grow through and one of your biggest realizations when it comes to you know successful operations yeah so and, and as i said before we were, i work with a lot of my partner and mm -hmm. i mean my personality type is more you know like more organized and analytical so for mm -hmm. us it was from the beginning very clear he will do the front end the sales and i will be doing operations but i think the the challenges in operations first of all you need processes and sops the standard operating procedures for everything mm -hmm. because once you scale and once you hire more people uh, everything you have to do it more often you need an sop for it so mm -hmm. so it will make life way easier we are now in the scaling phase in in hiring where's Yes, there's definitely some some challenges sometimes. Um, finding the right talent, I think I think that's the most most challenging in scaling. We work with different agencies, um, even for appointments, hires, sales teams. But now we are more on the on the verge to hire our own in-house people and take the longer path, but. That will be definitely more beneficial long term. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, nice. Yeah. And, you know, in terms of like the scaling, I think there are so many elements like to that to build and deepen the foundation and then go into scaling. And as an entrepreneur, it's also a lot of trying, experimenting, trial, error. You need a lot of resilience. And what's been some of the hard things that you went through, but that you overcame? Because I think, you know, we have to shed sometimes the lights on the dark side of things that people go through. And, you know, could you share us a little bit about, about the tough times and what always kept you going during that time? Yeah, I think I think entrepreneurship is also about taking risk because mm -hmm. if you don't take risk, you will never know. Um, yeah, I think we we invested um, fifty thousand dollars in this um, business consultants, and they didn't really deliver what we were expecting from them. And I think that was hard for us to shift because we were like, you know, you know, we had certain expectations and yeah. you invested money, but you know, after a while, okay, you 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 never know if you 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 wouldn't try, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> you wouldn't know it. So what we learned actually is that now we can have our own 50k product or offer for our clients, the high ticket. And um, that was one learning for sure. Second, mm -hmm. we also learned, you know, how to 
not not to deliver or or what not to do and we after that we said no we we don't want any of our customers to feel that way mm -hmm. and we want to create the best customer experience in the industry because yeah we truly believe we, we want to help people and not it we don't do it because of the money right mm -hmm. we do it to to help people and scale their businesses and yeah for that you need really good customer experience i think that was a little bit of step back last year mm -hmm. okay well I, I love that you put a focus on the whole customer experiences and things like long term to put that first and i think people can feel if it's just like a number of things and it's all about money and you know another thing is that you do while you do the credit funding is you mentioned traveling like the lifestyle that came by with that and I realized myself when I was like traveling around the world that you discover so many cultures, perspective, you get a lot of wisdom, you got a lot of spiritual growth, but at the same time, you really need the ability to focus as well. So what's been like one of the challenges working remotely and one of what is like one of the best thing to be able to work remotely? Yeah, I, I feel you because um, it feels sometimes when we are traveling, we we leave leave the foot of the gas pedal a little bit you know and and it it can be challenging but if you if you have a team and everyone knows what to do and you delegate properly the business can run without you mm -hmm. that's the ultimate goal but obviously you still have to like manage some things day to day but um i think we built pretty much our lifestyle and our business you know around the around the lifestyle because we love what we do so if we want to work from mexico we can do it if we want to work tomorrow from colombia you know we can do it and i think that's that's the beauty about about an online business and about an online and remote team actually during covid um we were we were in Canada and Canada was totally shut down and Mexico and I think Dubai was the only countries pretty much open so we we decided to move to Mexico for for eight months and mm. and yeah that's 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 the beauty of building online business and it doesn't really matter where you are mm -hmm. obviously when you travel and you want to explore a lot then it that can be a little distracting. Mm -hmm. I agree with that. Yes. And yeah, you did mention during the COVID, you moved like from Canada to Mexico. And I kind of experienced that the, the environment plays such a big role, like the people we surround ourselves with and spend time. And also like if it's like New York vibes, if it's like Bali vibes, if it's like Miami, like, you know, it's, everything has a different characters and things to that. How did your change from Canada to Mexico influence you? Like in terms of like your behavior, you, the way you think, the way it impacted your business or personally? Yeah, I think environment is everything. So we were in Canada and Calgary where it snows probably until April. So we were shoveling snow. And I wouldn't say I was like depressed, but definitely we both of us were not as happy as we could be. Mm -hmm. And once we moved to Mexico, then the mood changes, you know, the sun is shining, you, 
you practice gratitude very more than before. And also back to environment, what kept us in Mexico was that um, the community there was amazing. We felt like half New York was living in Tulum. Like one girl started this community, weekly meetups, and that makes so much difference, especially in hard times when... I don't watch the news, but, you know, like mm-hmm. probably people are scared and watching the news. And and I think even just watching the news, that makes so much difference on your on your mind and belief. I think there was a study that if you watch the news, your brain needs like four hours to get back to the normal status. So, yeah. But same, actually, you know, I actually haven't watched news the past, I think, three years. It's actually crazy because the things that is important, you will get to know them anyways through your friends or through Instagram, you know. So I never watched them. It's like freaking depressing. And also like like avoiding certain things. And I'm curious to know one of the habits that you have, like what's something that you wish you had earlier? You know, maybe one of the habits that you have right now that really helps you in, you know, your lifestyle, in your performance or anything. Yeah, I think moving to Tulum and Mexico helped us really in our personal development. That's where where I really started to meditate regularly. I think that that helps a lot. Um, We even used to go every morning to the beach and meditate, watch the sunrise and meditate there. And I I just adapted those habits to my everyday life. It definitely helps you keep your mind calm down and just set up for the day. Mm-hmm. Or I even sometimes do it at night when oh, I have all the to-dos and my brain is running crazy. Um, meditating. I mean, I was always exercising regularly. That's definitely one. And then another thing um, which helps me keep on track is, is time tracking. Mm-hmm. I started to do that lately um, just to really see what I've done today and just celebrate the wins. Mm-hmm. That's so Because important. it will be easier. Yes. Because I used to beat myself up so, so much. And I'm like, what have I done? And then I'm like, oh, I did this and this and this. And it's 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 just the mindset you know when you celebrate it it will be so much easier to keep on going yeah you know I I think I see the traits in a lot of entrepreneurs like we are like fires and we're like so driven that we almost get aggressive passionate we want to go fast and we have a lot of these competitive edge and things to want to be like world-class and at the same time we want to set goals that are still achievable in the sense of like you know like measurable things realistic but also like high enough that it actually challenges you and you and Eduardo how do you guys go about goals like how do you set goals that are enough challenging and yet realistic in terms of like actionable to actually do that Mm -hmm. yeah actually our our role models are really Elena Cardone and Grant Cardone and they are like such such a great inspiration you know like buying private jets, the, the, the empire they built. And we can relate a lot to them because we also work together. And mm-hmm. Elena talks about it too. Uh, it's important to set your own goals, but also to set goals with your partner. Mm-hmm. And as we work together, it's 
it's like hard to separate even when we go out for dinner we always end up talking about business because our our visions and our goals are are so big we always circle back to that um Mm -hmm. sorry what was what was the question how to how do I um um the question was like how do you set goals that are enough ambitions and big but also enough realistic to achieve it yeah so so I think it's it is in our relationship Eduardo is definitely the visionary like right grand and I'm the operations I'm like okay but how we will do that that is like five steps. So I'm the one usually who's who's breaking it down. Okay, we need to do this this month. And then even in your business, it's very important to break it down, you know, month, week, and even day. What what you need to do on that that specific day. Yeah. I think I think that's that that's what it helps to to break it down. Nice. I, I love that you say that because I think clarity is such a powerful thing. And then from there on, you can like build up the rest. And I think it's also unique and interesting with power couples, you know, because there are some people, they find their soulmate and everything works. They do business with them. They travel. Lifestyle is integrated. They don't believe in the work-life balance. It's like more of a harmony that is integrated. And But also there are some people, they cannot work really well because maybe it's not complementary and they keep it separate. So when you met Eduard, when you went to business together, how did your relationship evolve and how do you, you know, because you mentioned you, you talk about goals, vision, but you also have the private life. Like, is it like all flowing or how did it change and evolve for you guys? Yeah, definitely. It was, we, both of us are very big on, on personal development and working on ourselves. And I definitely, I'm a different Gina than I was four years ago, but, um, our our work workflow definitely evolved because at the beginning you know it's until you don't have clear expectation or it's not as clarified what are the roles exactly um there could be some miscommunication but with with time if you clarify that yeah that's my role i'm responsible for this it will be way easier as I said, it's just sometimes hard to separate private life and, and business life, but because we love so much what we do. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, we, we we talk about traveling and and other goals, but for that, <laughs> what what else do we need to do in the business, you know? yeah when you embody your passion and things like it becomes one like one entity as as a whole that's so that's so beautiful and yeah lastly to round our whole podcast conversation up uh would you know what would you say to all entrepreneurs out there who are like just starting out in their 20s 30s like you know what would you tell them in entrepreneurship or even with credit funding i would say you know start before you're ready because we tend to overthink things. Why not to do it? Do it. Commit first and figure out later. And yeah, we tend to postpone things or I, I started when I started when I have the, the money or funding. Starting an online business or consulting is, is the easiest because you don't have much overhead. You can start with real money but I recommend to start building your credit and business credit from the beginning because 
it's good to have a built profile once you need the money because when when you you get to that point you need funding but you haven't had a built profile it will take more time to get back to that point so yeah. start your business and build business credit right away that's definitely Saying, well, thank you so much for your inputs and for sharing your story and giving so much insights. Lastly, how can people best connect with you? And also, how can people potentially, you know, work with you? Yes. So the best uh, social platform to reach me is Instagram. It's Gina Travelina with double L. And then on YouTube as well, Gina Travelina. And our our website is credit with number two and millions with the Z at the end.com. And the, you can see our offers and also ways how you can work with us, all, all the different ways. If you want the done for you funding or if you want to learn it yourself, just contact us there and happy to help you. Amazing. Well, thank you so much, Gina. I'm going to tag your socials below, as well as all the links that you mentioned. And for all the listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. And let us know, me and Gina, also tag us on the Instagram story of one of your realization, what you find good, and reach out to Gina or Eduardo to raise your credit score and also to get funding for your business, because it's so important to start before we're ready, because we never truly feel ready. Like that was also so many times in my life. It took me actually two years to start my freaking podcast. And here I am doing that. So, but I think it's always the beginning once you're in a flow. And also to, I actually have one last question, Gina, like it's a personal thing, but like, um, you know, as you go through the things, I feel like everyone has like a unique gift to give or a high calling in life. Um, what do you feel is your greatest gift towards the world? And what do you feel is your highest calling as, as the best ability right now? I think my greatest gift is I'm very giving and also patient. I would say empathy, empathy towards people. I can always see things from, from the other person's eyes. Mm -hmm. And I think it helps. Um, they, they feel understood by me. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I think, I think that's, that's one of my, my greatest gifts. That's a powerful gift and probably a lot of things needed in these days leadership as well to change the world. So that's amazing. Thank you so much, Gina. And I speak to you again next time. Thank you so much for having me. Have a great day. Bye. Okay, beautiful souls. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day life to untangle wisdom and abundance on all levels. If you feel connection to this audio experience, share it with your friends. Follow us on Instagram, Your Universal Way, and my personal Instagram, Ozinjun, O-C-C-I-N-J-U-N. And always remember, there is no right or wrong way, just your universal way. See you next time.